Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. This is part five and the final part of my teachings on the subject, the power that comes in you after your belief in Jesus. My text is taken from Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, and I read, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I am going to jump straight in the teachings from where I left it last week. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I was sharing with my listeners last week that I like the word they. The Bible says they shall take up serpents. So who are the they again? They refers to the child of God, you and I. Who are they? We are the born again Christian. We are water baptized. We are filled with the Holy Ghost with Jesus as captain and pilot of our salvation. So the Bible let us to know if they, which is you and I, take anything up like serpents and drink anything deadly, no harm will come to them. But Pastor Sandra, what do you mean by serpent? Well, I'm glad you ask. So serpent is symbolic. And symbols play very important roles throughout the Bible. And basically, symbols are used to represent a mark or character used as a conventional representation of an object or a function or to process a thing that represents or stands for something else. So the role of serpent symbolizes deception. It symbolizes trickery, death, destruction, evil. And if you look in the book of Genesis chapter three, uh, that's a perfect example of um, a symbol, Satan in the guise of the serpent instigated the fall by tricking Eve into breaking God's command. Thus, the serpent can represent temptation also, um, evil and um, deceit. Serpent symbolizes divination, fortune telling and poison. So the Bible said, if children of God encounter any of the symbolic representation above that I've just read out, no harm will come to them. So we're going to look at at an example given in Acts um, chapter 28. You know, I like to give examples from the Bible so that you'll know that I'm not making it up. It comes direct from the Bible. So the, an example given in 
Acts chapter 28, and we're going to read from verse 1 to 6 of Acts chapter 28. And I read, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarous saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So children of God, can you see what I'm saying? This is Apostle Paul, that the Bible is letting us to know that a viper came and um, flung himself on him, on his hand. And um, the viper is the same as a serpent or a snake. So the Bible gave us a little heads up on the dangerous voyage that Apostle Paul had encountered. However, from the outset and just before takeoff, Apostle Paul had warned the crew that they were not to sail. However, the crew did not listen to Apostle Paul's advice and went along anyway. And the Bible lets us to know that they came into a storm in mid-region of their journey. They met up with the most horrendous storm that carries the most dangerous and contemptuous winds called Euroclidon with it. And the Bible went on to outline how the winds were exceedingly tossed with the tempest and at one point in the region what one point of the region there was they were in pure darkness the whole region was in pure darkness the crew did not see anything called sun or moon for days the crew had given up all hope of survival and thought that was going to be the end of them they thought we would never make it to shore again. But while all hope was gone, God sends a word of hope through his manservant, Apostle Paul. Acts chapter 27, verses 23, 24. God sent a word through, through Apostle Paul. He said, um, for there stood by me, this is Apostle Paul speaking, for there stood by me this night 
the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Praise the Lord. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was me. I'm reading this and I feel so, so confident about the God that we serve, that he is God all by himself. Praise the Lord. And, and no weapon fashion form against the child of God shall prosper. Even though it looks dark, even though it looks dim, even though it looks like nothing is happening, even though it looks like what is happening, all hope is dead. God came through. God, because he's God all by himself. No wonder the Bible said he was looking, he roamed the whole earth to see if he could come into covenant and he could find no one. And he swore by himself, child of God, children of God, that is the kind of God that you and I serve. And I'm proud this morning or this afternoon here in London, England, I am proud to be called a child of God. And I'm sure where you're at, you're proud to be called a child of God. Wrap yourself in him. Tie yourself in him. Tangle up yourself in him. That is your papa. Amen. I like verse 23 where Apostle Paul said, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, praise the Lord, and whom I serve. Wow, I love this. You will never understand this until you experience what it is to be destitute. You will never understand this until you experience and understand what it is to be hopeless. You will never ever understand and experience the meaning of hopelessness until you're hopeless, until you know you're, you're in a situation where there is no possibility, all hope is gone, nothing is happening for you, it's just darkness, you look to the left, it's darkness, to the east, darkness, to the right, darkness, to the south, darkness, you look all around you, it's darkness, it's gloom on every side. You look around you, it's destitution, it's penniless, it's desperation, it's fruitful, fruitlessness, it's bleakness. But child of God, this might be the experience of some children of God. But I want to assure you this, this afternoon, I want to comfort you with this this afternoon, that God will show up in the middle of your storm. God will come through when all hope is gone and i repeat god will show up for you take it from me i am a product of that god will show up from, for, for you hear this for there stood by me this night the angel of god whose i am and whom i serve the angel of god is god himself coming to rescue you the angel of god is god himself coming to change your hopelessness. 
the angel of God is God himself coming to change your impossibilities. The angel of God is God himself coming to remove the death sentence and the death trap that the enemy has placed on you, placed in your situation, placed on your marriage, placed on your children, placed on your ministry, placed on your business, placed on your health. The angel of God is coming through, amen, as we speak, amen, to remove the sentence of death, to change your desperation, change your fruitlessness, change that bleakness, that darkness, amen, that sleepless night. The angel of God, who is God himself, is coming to rescue you. The angel of God is coming to deliver you out of your jungle, out of your fear. The angel of, the, of, of God is coming to remove you from the pit and the jungle of oppression and depression and set you free. The angel of God himself is coming to rescue and deliver you. Yes, you. Sometimes, you know, we are imprisoned by our own self. We cannot forgive ourselves. Amen. But this day, today, the angel of God is coming to rescue you from you from you, from yourself. Sometimes you're not able to forgive yourself. But today, the angel of God is coming to rescue you. Sometimes you're finding it difficult to forgive yourself. But forgive yourself today. The angel of the Lord is coming to rescue you. So the Bible lets us know Paul and his crew landed on the island that is called Melita. And they didn't even land properly when they were attacked by the islanders. The Bible describes the spirit of the people as barbarous. Barbarous means cruel and brutal and vicious and ferocious and fierce. Hear this. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Can you see what I'm seeing, children of God? Firstly, can a snake survive heat? How can a snake come out of a fire? There were no logs to keep the fire going. There were... No creature to be seen in the fire. Apostle Paul was the one who had gathered the sticks. So how come he didn't come out until Apostle Paul put the sticks on him? The Bible said Apostle Paul was the one who had gathered the sticks to keep the fire going for them to warm themselves. And what happened next? Verse 3. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Can you see what I'm saying, children of God? That was not a good fire. That was a strange fire. Not all fires are good. This one was definitely not good one. The bundle of sticks that Apostle Paul puts on the fire was good, but the fire was not good. The fire was satanic. Amen. The Bible said a viper came out of the heat. Verse 4. 
And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hung on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. The barbarians couldn't believe Apostle Paul could survive the Euroclidon win at sea. In other words, their spirits were saying, if they didn't take you out, this viper is going to take you out. This one is called vengeance. This one is called retaliation. This one is called retribution to you, Paul. So the same principality that was responsible and the mastermind behind the storm and the Euroclidon wind and the, the mastermind behind the whole course of the journey at sea and the mastermind behind the darkness that covered the sun and the moon for days. He was the very same that came out of the fire and translated himself as a viper and the barbarous spirits that possessed the Malachian people. The Bible said, verse 2, and the barbarous people showed us no kindness. In other words, their spirit were saying, if we don't get you at sea, we're going to get you on land. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among this themselves, no wonder this man is a murderer, whom, though, though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffer not to live. But I like verse 5. Verse 5 says, And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. And I like this because the result of this came long before Apostle Paul had landed on Malta. And child of God, I want to assure you that there is a power that God has given to us. Last week in my teachings, I was telling you about the dunamis power that you and I carry within us. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, that we carry in us. It was the same power that was in us, Apostle Paul. The Bible said he shook it off. Amen, and I pray that you will activate that power, the dunamis power. You will activate it, amen, to shake off every venom, every venomous beast that will attach itself to your ministry, to your health, to your children, to your marriage, to your business, every, every venomous beast that the enemy would attach to you, shake it off this afternoon in the lake of fire. Begin to shake them off mentally and emotionally and psychologically and scientifically and biologically. Shake them off, shake them off, shake them off in the name of Jesus in the lake of fire. Amen. So, and I like this because the result of this came long before Apostle Paul had landed on Malta. Papa God had discovered even before the crew had come to shore. Amen. And this is what I like about God because, amen, he is a protector and a rewarder of them that diligently 
seek after him. He's got our best interests at all. So Papa God had discovered even before the crew had landed. Look at it. He said, Acts 27, 22, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of life, my God, of any man's life among you, but of, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, who, who, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all of them that sail with thee. Amen. So Apostle Paul went back to his guys and he said, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Child of God, children of God, do you believe God? Do you believe what God is saying? There will be no loss of life, this COVID. Amen. And this message is for you to strengthen yourself in the Lord and to, and to increase your faith and allow this message, this little teaching here, Amen. To charge your faith up. Let it be like a spiritual, a physical um, 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 workout exercise. Work your faith out. Increase your faith. Amen. Let it encourage you in the Lord. Amen. And believe God that it shall be, there shall be no loss of life. Amen. Child of God, it is well with you and I. Hear, be, hear, hear this. Oh, how be they look when he should when, when when he should have swollen or fallen dead? That's what the enemy wants. Amen. How be it? They looked when he and there are people that is looking at you right now, looking at your ministry, looking at your health, looking at what the enemy is trying to do to you. But how be it? I'm gonna repeat to you this afternoon. How be it? They look when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to you they changed their minds and said that he was a god this is our portion child of god this is our portion the enemy is going to turn around after all that they've said after all that they've done after all the workings that they were they're going to say my god this is what should have happened. He should have been swollen. He should have been dead. But they changed their mind. There are going to be a lot of minds change against you this season. Amen. They are going to call you a God. Amen. He said they shall take up serpents. And if they drink anything, shall not harm you. So the final. And he said, and if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. I'm going to be quick with this one because I haven't got the space. So this one is um, 2 Kings chapter 4 and um, verse 38. And I'm just going to read and tidy it up and then we finish. Elisha went to Gilgag again. There was a famine in the land. The group of prophets were sitting in front of Elisha. Elisha said to his servant, put the large pot of the fire and make some soup for the group of prophets. One man went out into the field to gather herbs. He found a wild vine and picked the fruit from it. He put that fruit in his robe and brought it back. 
he cut up the wild fruit and put it into the pot, but the group of prophets did not know what kind of fruit it was. Then they poured some of the soup for the men to eat, but when they began to eat the soup, they shouted out, Man of God, there is poison in the pot. The food tasted like poison, so they, they should not eat that food. But Elijah said, Bring some flour. He threw the flour into the pot. Then he said, Pour the soup for the people so they can drink. And there was nothing wrong with the soup. I pray that God will put flour in every era that the enemy, amen, is seeking to poison you and I this season, that God will put some flour in our situation, our circumstances, put some flour in your health, put some flour in your home, put some flour in your ministry, put some flour in your business, put some flour in everything that concerns you. I pray that God will put some flour in your venom, Put some flour in that toxic relationship. Put some flour. I pray that as the angel of God appeared to Apostle Paul and announced there shall be no loss of life, I decree and declare by the grace and mercies of God that there will be no loss of life. Why? That the Lord will put some flour in your situation. To every listener who listens to my podcast, and thanks for your kind encouragements. I receive them. Thank you for your support wherever on the globe that you are. I decree and declare by the grace and mercies of God that there will be no loss of life. You will not be bankrupting your health or your family, your business, your dreams, your career, your ministries, your circumstances, your situations, your marriage for this season and beyond no loss of life in the name of jesus i want you to believe that believe god believe papa god believe him believe your papa amen i pray for peace i pray for good health in the name of jesus you will not be in destitute you will never bankrupt amen you will not be broken because the angel of the lord will show up for you he will show up when it's dark he will show up when it's gloomy. He will show up for you. When there is nothing left in you, he will show up and deliver you. God will give you and I the power to shake off every viper that fastens itself on us. God will give us the power to shake them off in the lake of fire. Shake them off. Shake off that sickness. Shake off that lame. Shake off that oppression, shake off that depression, shake off every torment. And in every area you have been shake, been tormented, shake off that sleepless night, shake off that insomnia, shake it off in the lake of fire, in the name of Jesus. And Papa God, we thank you so much for this wonderful teaching. Who could it be but you? And I ask you to search me, O oh God and know my heart, try me and know my heart. See if there be any wicked ways in me and in my thoughts and lead me to the way everlasting. Let the glory be yours, the praises be yours. Bless your children 
in Jesus' name. Pastor Sandra, checking out. Until next time, God bless you.